start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. What's up, everybody? Episode 146 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast, and it's episode one of the third season of the Deer Camp series. And as luck would have it, we are kicking it off with a kill. So thank you to Nick for getting the yep. job done. Somebody's got to get it done. Yeah, I uh, I'm, I know it's going to get brought up at some point, so I'm just going to say it before someone else does. I did miss a buck in New York. Ugh. Second day of the season. It was our first day up there, but I did manage to blow the easiest opportunity. It, he read the script, hook, line, sinker. It was a done deal, and I blew it. So now that that's out of the way, we'll just move right on by it like it never happened. And uh, Well, hopefully that little story will make your buck kill better. Yeah. When it, when that, if that happens. When it happens. There's no if. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be the redemption. Good. Yeah. It will definitely be redemption because I felt like a real buffoon. Yeah. When I, I watched that arrow go underneath its chest, I was like, wow. Because I, I, that's the first time I've missed. Clean miss. With my huh? bow. Yeah. I've, it, o- I've only had a clean miss once. And yeah, you do kind of feel like a buffoon. Yeah. I felt real stupid. I, I, couldn't stop shaking my head about it i was like wow this is yeah, you were beside yourself you packed your football and went home quick yeah i was not feeling great about myself i just just kept oh. shaking my head I... tom and i were wondering because uh, we saw you on the interstate did you have the radio on or was it dead silent did you just torture it was yourself dead silent yeah and i was, you guys were like behind me quite a ways and i was just driving slow dead silent you guys passed me i was yeah, I, Tom and I were wondering, like, Tom's like, I wonder if he's got the radio on. Nope. I'm like, I doubt it. There's no way. Nope. I just sat there in silence and thought about what I did. It, it, just, it just played over and over and over in my mind. You know what you should have done? What, Tom? Drank yourself a nice, burnt cup of percolator coffee to punish yourself. That That probably would have punished me more than enough to get my ass in gear yeah well i did it when i missed that bird with you you did and the next year i got two well i guess maybe i'll have to do that next week when we or i'm not going up next week i thought you said you might come up for an evening we're you're gonna burn some coffee for me before i get up there yeah i'll put it on the stove sunday morning perfect <laughs> oh, God. i would appreciate you're gonna that. need a knife and a fork yeah really <laughs> Well, uh, I think it's it's time to move beyond my miss and get into you not missing. Yeah, did not miss. Um, so I'm going to start with a little bit of a preface on this hunt. Um, you know, we've in the past, Frank and I have worked very similar hours and we get plenty of time to hunt in the evening after work. Well, starting basically the first day of archery, I moved jobs. Um, same, same company, um, but... 
Off different the job. Yeah, different position that now makes me work till 4.30 in the evening, which not a fan of. Almost had it switched, and then HR put a kibosh on that about 20 minutes after I was told I could. Bunch so anyways, bombs. long story short. What were you going to get it switched to? 7.30 to 3.30. Oh, that would be money. <laughs> well, I, mean, yeah. I don't understand why they won't let you because it's not like it's business dealing hours. with other businesses that – uh, we we do though. That's the thing. Like we work with PennDOT and other construction PennDOT's companies. Hours or before yours. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> any Hoosier, they won't let me switch. But doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Apparently, I don't even need it. Yeah, don't need it. Um. So, anyways, where I work is about forty-five minutes from where I hunt, and all of my stuff because of where I park, I'm not allowed to keep my weapons on like in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um. So I had to go home, get all my stuff. And then head out to the farm. So it took me, I got out of work at 4.30, raced home, had my dad feed my dog because I like didn't even want to go in the house. I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to just go. I got no time to spare. So I'm like racing through and uh, get out to the woods, throw all my stuff on as fast as I can. And I'm literally like fast walking, slow jogging down the trail <laughs> trying to get where I want to go. Um, I've got a food plot actually, same one I shot my doe in last year that's you know right before the wood line yeah it's and right yeah about 150 yards, yards yeah. i think because the the target's 100 there yeah um so about 150 yards and i'm you know jogging back there get to the base of my tree just real briefly i assess the, my surroundings make sure that there's not something close you know yeah. as i got up to the, the tree coast was clear so i get set up as fast as i can Climb the tree. Yeah, you were rocking your mobile setup too. Yeah, I was. Big time. Um, I just, for whatever reason, I, I guess I should put a stand there with how often I hunt it. Yeah. Um, but I have found that I enjoy the comfort of my mobile stand more than mm-hmm. spending another couple hundred dollars on a comfortable stand to leave there. Yeah. Uh, so I just, it's quick enough. I just hang it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get set up, put my camera, you know, all all juiced up, ready to rip. I sit down. Now that I'm ready, camera's set, arrow's knocked, release is on. Look at my watch. It's 6.07. I'm like, okay, go time, ready to rip. Tom texted me a few minutes later, asked if I was in my stand yet, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've been here. Um, sit down, and all of a sudden I hear, like, the old... Mm-hmm. I kind of, like, peek over my shoulder, and it's a little spike. So this is, like, five minutes after you sit down. Yeah, this was at, like... 615 616 somewhere in there mm-hmm. um so i peek over my shoulder it's a little spike so i turn the camera on he comes pretty much right underneath me within three yards mm-hmm. walks underneath me starts feeding on the clover and uh about a minute after he gets into the food plot i hear some more sticks snapping i'm like oh okay so i look behind me another doe coming through and uh, she was real small. You know, I was like, okay, I'm not going to shoot you, but I'll just keep the camera rolling because this is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got some pretty good footage of those two, and I shut the camera down, you know, just trying to conserve battery a little bit. And uh, probably about 6.20, so I've been on, I've been set up on stand for about 13 minutes. <laughs> I hear some more sticks snapping. And the problem at this point was is I was standing looking at the deer in front of me, so I couldn't really move to see mm-hmm. what was coming uh, from behind. So I'm just kind of 
standing there real close. My bow's already in my hand just because with deer in front of me, I like to just have my bow because I never know what's yeah. going to happen. Um, so I'm just standing there with my bow in my hand, listening to these sticks snapping, leaves crunching, and I, it like it takes like one hard step and stops. And I'm like, does it see me? Is it smelling me? Like it shouldn't smell me based on what the wind was doing, mm-hmm. um, but there wasn't uh, – Wind was only like two miles an hour. It was very calm. calm. So I was worried that I might have like my scent, like almost like pooling at the bottom of my tree. Um, But anyway, it sat there for a little bit and kept moving. So I look over like corner of my eye, just like out of my, over my shoulder, like didn't move my head or anything. Mm -hmm. And then my peripherals see that it's another slick top. And at this point I realized it was a pretty decent sized doe. Um, It was about the same size as the spike. So I was like, okay, that's a pretty good sized doe. It, you know, dwarfed the other small doe in the field. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'm going to shoot this one. You know, it's, I was kind of what I was doing. I didn't have a ton of time to get set up where I like where I would for a buck, but I was trying to get a doe and I'm like, all right, I'm going to shoot this thing. So I clipped my release on, hit my record button on the camera because it was still on. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't recording. And uh, doe steps out into the food plot and it hangs a right which is like heading straight south and it got underneath this branch i look over the other two deer that are in the food plot aren't looking at me so i just draw right away just because with that many eyes in front of me you know i just don't know when i'm gonna get an you opportunity have the to draw. opportunity you better take it yeah so i drew back and i was watching the doe and she's kind of just working the edge of the food plot and there was once she got past this one branch i was gonna have a perfect like 15 to 17 yard shot uh, quartering away so I could, you know, mm-hmm. take a, I mean, just hit, you know, rate it. everything. Yeah. yeah. I'd be able to just eliminate everything. And so I draw back, I get set, set up on her, put the pin, bury it, you know, right at that last rib bone. And cause she was walking away pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And I look down out of the corner of my eye and my limb is resting on top of my camera screen. Boy, you'd have been real thrilled if you didn't Notice that because one you would have missed the deer because it would have deflected your bow and two it would have destroyed your camera. Oh yeah, <laughs> so I'm literally like in my tree. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I have talked so much shit on how easy filming is <laughs> and how it hasn't been a problem, and now we've got a problem. First hunt problems. <laughs> so, so I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna use my bow like at full draw. I'm just using my bottom limb to just like push the camera out of the way. But because of where I was set up, the camera was up against a tree, so I couldn't move it whatsoever. Um, it just stuck right there. I tried like going in front of it and closing the screen, but I was just, it was just too much movement. It wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm like, if this doe stays on that path, this camera's going to screw me, and I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, all right, so all I'm going to do is I just move my bow a little bit to the left so it was clear of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just told myself, I was like, all right, you know, if she keeps down that trail, if she keeps down that trail, I'm not going to get a shot. But if she turns to come through the food plot, she's it's done, done, done deal. And not much after I thought that she took a step to the left and committed pretty much the same trail the deer last year did. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is, this is what I need. I think I've seen this one. Before. Yeah, exactly. So she comes through right by the tree that I mark at 15 yards. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was like, I knew exactly where it was. She comes through, she steps down, didn't have to stop or anything. I aimed just a hair high. 
I didn't aim high. I just, I put my 20 yard pin center mass and because it was a little bit, um, closer, closer than 20, 20, it hit a little bit higher, but that's kind of what you want At when it's that yards, close. Yeah. Um, so I shot, uh, arrow blew right through her doe took off. Um, shot felt great. Um, and then, you know, the way that food plot works, you don't see anything after the shot. Like it's just so thick all the way around it yeah. that as soon as they leave two, the food plot, two steps, they're gone. they're gone. You, you don't see anything. And because there was three deer, they all took off and I couldn't really get a definitive crash sound. I just mm-hmm. heard a ton of movement going through the woods that slowly dissipated off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I didn't hear a crash, but I, that shot looked great. Yeah. And then as I'm like kind of assessing, trying to remember exactly what happened, just cause like adrenaline's flowing, you start, yeah. I at least start stack or start second guessing myself almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I do that, but I'm like, maybe I didn't hit where I thought I did. And anyway, so I'm sitting there thinking about the shot. I'm like, man, that looked really good. And then all of a sudden I hear like a thud and then like a little bit of like Kicking. thrashing. I'm like, man, that's probably, that's gotta be her. Mm-hmm. So I call Tom, tell him, actually he had texted me at like 620-ish. I could look it up. Let me, just to get a, a reference of how quick this all happened. Because um, like Tom was... I was only on stand for 17 minutes, but Tom texted me at 618 mm-hmm. saying, just got a doe at Don's food plot on a cell cam. Mm-hmm. They're starting to move. And then I called Tom at 624 and told him, yeah, they're definitely moving because I just shot a doe. <laughs> One's moving a lot less now. Yes. Yeah, so I told Tom I shot a doe, told him I needed a headlamp because mine was dead, of course. Um, and bring his laptop because I wanted to view the shot again mm-hmm. before we went and looked for it, kind of assess Double if check. I need to, yeah, if I need to wait or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I called Frank. He was at, you were actually hunting at yeah. the time. Yeah, and I literally, it, if I would have shot the doe that I was looking at, I had my bow in my hand and I was thinking about shooting her, but I was like, ah, no, I'm not going to. And then like five minutes later, you know, as I'm looking at this deer, you call me. And I didn't answer. I was like, hey, I got deer in front of me. I can't talk right now. And but like, you I... know if I'm calling you at that yeah, time. Yeah, it's because you shot something. You're not going to call me at 6.30 when you know everybody's yeah. in the woods unless you shot something. Yeah. So Frank texts me back. What's up? And I told him to shot a doe. And then you called me not long after. Yeah, those deer kind of moved away from me, and I had a little bit of space. I, could, I was like, I'll give him a call, see what it was. And got the whole story from you yeah so you're like hey if you wouldn't mind wait for me uh you asked like oh do you want me to leave now and i was like no of course finish your hunt mm-hmm. um and uh so i told tom i said hey take your time frank's gonna finish his hunt we'll meet at the barn and mm-hmm. go from there and then not long after you had had yeah a plane started buzzing over top like treetop height buzzed over like four times and those does started blowing like crazy i was like hmm. well i guess i'll just pack up and leave because it was pretty late at that point they were blowing like crazy the planes flying over i was like well i got something else to go do so i might as well just climb down and go help you out so we meet at the barn our buddy uh, ben flack comes with us plug the old camera into the laptop look it over and shot looks money Mm -hmm. um i was like okay that's you know it's been about an hour 
hour and a half ish at this time. I was like, yeah, okay, it was dark when we it was past dark when we walked back. Yeah, I guess, I guess like it was seven thirty. Yeah, it was probably seven thirty eight o'clock. So hour hour and a half. It was since mm-hmm. the shot. Uh, I had found my arrow. It was sticking in the uh, dirt right behind her, covered in blood all the way to the tip. Um, and then I I didn't go into the woods or anything, but I just looked in the food plot just to get an idea. And there was blood all over the food plot, so I knew I hit her good, and we had something to follow. So that's I went back to the barn, met up with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, footage showed that it was, you know, a perfect shot, and we headed down the trail. Um, got there, and it was probably one of the quickest cra- track jobs I've done. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was pitch yards. pitch black with a headlamp, and we pretty much just walked fast it, like a walk, fast yeah. pace. Through the woods, like, yep, blood, yep, there blood, blood, blood. There was no blood, looking blood. for blood. It no, I don't, think, I don't think we backtracked or anything once. No, it was it literally just, just like... Walked straight walk, to it, yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, so Frank was in front with his headlamp, uh, kind of looking down at blood, and my buddy Ben was behind us, looking up, ahead of us, and then he's actually the one that spotted it. Um, she basically shot into the woods, made it maybe 50 yards through the woods, crossed this little stream... And then nosedived like 10 yards behind the stream mm-hmm. um, right there. So sent Tom and Ben back to uh, get the mule because if you got a mule, no sense Might in dragging. Might as well use it. Yeah. So Frank and I uh, started getting the guts out and doing that whole deal. Got some good pictures. Um, I've, I've had a lot of compliments on that picture you took um, with the You're headlamp. welcome. So you did a good job on that. But – uh Got her all gutted and pretty much. Actually, I, they were. It was so quick. I didn't even have it fully gutted by the time they got back with the mule. Mm-hmm. And then we backed the mule up pretty much right to the deer. Finished gutting it, threw it in the bed, um, and then hauled her off. Had a celebratory bush latte at the barn, maybe two. I know I had two. But uh, yeah, and then I just started processing tonight. You know, last night I yeah, just got that the hide last off. Night you yeah, this was it. last night. So this, your guys are like hearing almost live. Yeah. So last Not night, because really, they're gonna be hearing it Sunday. Yeah. Psh. You don't but, know shit. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Either way, any hooser. So basically, I guess because the hunt was so short, um, I figure I would break down what I'm gonna be doing with this deer. Um, processing wise, are you gonna take? No, absolutely not. So, <clears throat> all right then. Well, he left it in the comments. You kind of have to. No, I just wanted <laughs> some ideas, um, but I, I figured out what I'm gonna do. So, Apparently he didn't like mine. The yeah. uh, with the back straps, I've been really interested in like doing something different mm-hmm. with the deer meat. You know, like not that I'm tired of like burger and jerky and stuff. Like I love all that stuff, but I know that there's so much more. Yeah. It can be done, especially um, our buddy Jeremy Critchfield mm-hmm. over at uh, Hunt Chef. Like he does all sorts of fancy dishes. Yeah, and I just wanted to try something a little different, not too fancy, but something more my speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided I'm going to do the back straps. I'm going to do them uh, as pastrami. So basically, take the uh, back straps, salt cure them for like a week, and then smoke them after that. So basically, you put them in a salt cure for a week take them out, let them dry, uh, like air dry in the fridge mm-hmm. for a day. And then you coat them in like pepper and coriander and all sorts of other spices. Mm-hmm. And, um, then you smoke it for 
I think it said 165 degrees on the smoker. So you want to go uh, low yeah. and then smoke it for like four hours until the internal temp hits 145. He said it takes about four hours, three to four hours. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you just let it cool. And you're good to go. Yeah, and then you got some delicious deli meat if it's done right. So I'm thinking. I'm excited for that. I'm very excited. I feel like we're gonna be eating a lot of pastrami at the cabin. Heck yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna do that with the back straps, and then the uh, the rest of it I'll probably be doing some variation of burger or sausage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get too crazy, and I, I it's really really convenient to have like pre-made burger patties in yeah. the freezer. I mean, we, we eat the shit out of those. Yeah. So I'm probably going to do that with the rest of it. But nice. I've got almost all of it cut up. I just got to do the hindquarters quick. Mm-hmm. That um, didn't take any time. Yeah, I just got to get them chunked up and mm-hmm. ready to rip. But it's tough to make a 17-minute hunt. <laughs> Into a long podcast. Yeah. That's, I mean, that really. Well, our deer camp series usually are shorter because we've always said, like, it's hunting season. We want to be in the woods as much as possible. Yeah. We're actually we, recording late. We like doing late. the podcast. Don't get us wrong, but we would rather be in the woods. So we yeah. always cut these a little bit shorter. Well, we're yeah, we're recording late now because Tom was in the woods. Yeah. So. Yeah. So maybe next week, I guess, uh, depending yeah. on, I mean, me or Tom's going to shoot something. Somebody's going to shoot something. We'll so you got on. me and Austin it better in the woods be you. too. It, yeah. Because <laughs> hopefully it's me. But we might have... We mentioned it last week that we might have Dad on soon because he's back from Alaska. So that's going to be coming down the pipe here pretty soon. It sounds like we might be doing a big group podcast on the Alaska trip because this year, yeah, we, we had, had two local we had guys, two local guys, Dad. Um, and I, I haven't asked your dad yet, but I wonder if that was by chance or if they knew your dad mm-hmm. um, was guiding for that company, yeah, or that outfit. So it, it was just it was cool they. I know one of them got a bear. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did the other? I don't think the other ones were hunting. They just kind of tagged along, oh, okay. and were fishing, and doing stuff. Gotcha. I'm sure we'll That'd get be the fun full as hell story. Too. Um, but yeah, so that'll be an interesting podcast. Uh, a little different than a deer camp series, but it's still still hunting stories. Yeah, it's yeah. still hunting still stories. Still fits the theme of the time of year. Yeah, it's that's moose pretty... camp series. Yeah, yeah. Well, and last year we slipped in a gator camp series. So yeah, tough to um, beat. We're always yeah. It's basically this in. time of year. I, I feel like people are tired of tactics and yeah. They just strategies. want to hear about stuff. Yeah, they just want full circle kill and, and dying. Shit. Yeah. Um. So I think that's that's the uh, the name of the game for the next couple months. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. I think it was a great way to kick off the season. I'm a big advocate for shooting does early, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because it you know I look at it as kind of like knocking the rust off. Yeah. You know. I still get excited shooting does, so it mm-hmm. helps me practice, you know, calming myself down before the shot and, yeah. you know, really making sure I'm making a good shot on it. And yeah. it just makes it that much easier. Because if you only took shots at bucks your whole life. Not doing a whole you, lot of shooting. You basically are cutting your shooting in half by not shooting does. Yeah. So I like to get as much Stay experience as I can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a good season or a good, good hunt. Season. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, all you're, done. You're already calling it yep, a day. Yeah, it's hanging up the bow. No, it was a good hunt. <laughs> um, excited to get back out, do some more hunting. I didn't get out today because I was processing. But mm-hmm. um, if you guys haven't gotten anything yet, keep at it. You know, the season's just begun. It's it's young. But uh, on that note, just make sure you guys are all still getting outside. <laughs>